God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have a friend who used to sing while he was working with his dad. At one point, his dad looked at him and said, I wish you were on the radio. My friend responded, Really, Dad? Why is that? The father's response was, That way I could turn you off. All too often, there are voices that we hear that, no matter the voice quality, the content of their words brings no joy or peace to our hearts. In this world today, with so many different voices on our phones, our TVs, our radios, and all our other devices, and their noise does a great job of drowning out the voice of truth. Who is it that we are listening to? Who is getting our attention? And if you're listening to the wrong voice, how can we turn it off? The world will not help us walk in our true identity as beloved children of God. His voice, which we first hear from his word, tells us that he delights in us. The world tells us a bunch of lies about our Heavenly Father. If you need help learning to get away from the voices of the world and hear the voice of your loving Heavenly Father and your Savior Jesus Christ, give a listen. Have you ever gotten a stupid song stuck in your head? And it goes on and on and on repeatedly in your brain. There's a few songs from my past that I won't mention because I don't want them to get stuck in your head right now. Even as I briefly think about one of the worst songs I have ever gotten stuck in my head, the chorus begins to spin in my head. So I will turn my thoughts to the truth. Our adversary has been honing his methods of deception since he fell from heaven and enticed Eve. Like a magician, he gets us to look one way while he is sliding in poison with his other hand. We must be on guard to detect his sly methods of attack. We must be alert to the lies of his voice and learn to turn it off. There's a dark voice whispering in my head, making me afraid and causing me to live with dread. It's telling me to ignore the promises of what I've read. It's telling me lies about what my Heavenly Father has said. But the more time that I spend reading God's Holy Word, the truth becomes clearer and life is no longer blurred. I become more convinced it is the truth that I have heard. With joy and peace, my confidence in God becomes stirred. As I focus on the truth, the lies I can now ignore I no longer listen to the voice of darkness, which I abhor. I listen to the voice of God that I have come to adore, and now the freedom of my life begins to soar. Imagine yourself being in a room crowded with people. You're listening to a friend, and yet there is somebody close by that's talking about something you're very interested in, and you find yourself trying to decide who to listen to. There's a competition in your head, two voices that are trying to get your attention. It's your decision who you listen to. Our enemy will do whatever it takes to get you to listen to his voice. He'll entice you, 
as the former angel of light, he'll try to sparkle before you and catch your attention. And finally, he'll straight up lie to you with deceitful lust. That's what he did with Eve. It all starts with a question. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Our first mistake is to respond to his question and start a conversation. And unfortunately, that's what she did. Secondly, the serpent and Eve did not fully quote what God said. It continues in verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. What God had really said was, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. Neither the serpent nor Eve had properly quoted God. The devil is promoting error and Eve is taking the bait. In stark contrast, let's look at how Jesus dealt with his temptation in the wilderness. We look at that in Matthew chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. First of all, let me mention that when the tempter said, If thou be the Son of God, you'll notice it's not actually a question. It is a statement, such as, Since you are the Son of God. In the Greek, it's written as an indicative, which is a simple statement of fact. What he's trying to get Jesus to do is use his power and authority as the Son of God for his own benefit. You're hungry. How about turning the stones into bread? The devil tempted Jesus, but our Lord and Savior's response was, It is written. He spoke the truth back to his tempter. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This is the way we turn off the voice of our enemy by speaking the truth out loud. We confront the lies with the truth. We must become convinced of the great power and authority of the spoken word. This is why it is so important to read the word and hide it within our heart so that you have an answer for those who would speak against you. Without the scripture memorized, without the scripture in your heart so that you can speak it out, you will be powerless against your enemy's attack. Let's look at a record where the spoken word had the power to heal. We look at this in Matthew chapter 8, verses 7 through 9. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. A Roman centurion had a servant who was ill and was requesting Jesus to come and pray for the servant. But not being Jewish, he did not find himself worthy that Christ should enter into his house. So the centurion, in a great moment of faith, said to Jesus, Speak the word only, 
and my servant shall be healed. This centurion goes on to compare himself to Jesus as a man under or with authority who had soldiers in his command. He says that when he speaks, things happen. I say go and he goes. I say come and he comes. I say do this and it is done. And if I can do that with men, Jesus, you can do that with the disease that is afflicting my servant. So what are we saying to our circumstances and challenges that we face? What do we speak when our enemy speaks to us? We must develop the habit of what Jesus did when he was tempted and respond always with, It is written. What is the promise of God that will defeat the lie of the devil that he is whispering or shouting in your ear right now? There is another record about a woman who for 12 years spent her life savings trying to overcome a sickness. We pick up the record where she makes a great declaration. Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. For she said within her heart, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. She spent 12 years and spent all she had on doctors and got nowhere. She hears about Jesus and his miracle-working power. She hears of his great deeds, and she seeks out Jesus. She isn't clean because of her illness. She's not supposed to be in public, and yet she pushes her way through a huge crowd and says within her heart, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. She could have stayed at home and cried and moaned and groaned about spending all her money and getting nowhere, but she heard of a man named Jesus, and she went to him. Where are we going? What or who are we seeking, and what are we speaking within our heart or out loud? Back in the book of Isaiah, chapter 37, is the record of an attack on Israel and King Hezekiah by Sennacherib, king of Assyria. He has already successfully taken several cities of Israel. Sennacherib sends his emissary, Rebshekah, with a great army to surround Jerusalem. Rebshekah does a great job of screaming up at the wall of Jerusalem to three servants of Hezekiah's. He's speaking in the Hebrew language and shouting out how his king has destroyed all the gods of the other kingdoms they have conquered. He's screaming out rude and crude threats of what he will do to the people of Jerusalem. But he offers a choice of surrender and paying tribute so that they will not be attacked. So Hezekiah's first response was this, And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. When Hezekiah is challenged, his first thing is to go into the house of the Lord, into his presence. And his second response was to send his servants to the prophet Isaiah, to hear what God has to say about the situation. Isaiah responds with this message from God. Isaiah 37, verse 6 and 7. And Isaiah said unto them, Thus shall ye say unto your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words that thou hast heard, wherewith the servants of the king of Assyria have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, 
and he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. At this point, Rabshakeh has gone back to the king of Assyria because he's moved on to another battle. And while he's there, he has a letter written and sent with other messengers back to Hezekiah. More threats and more boasting of their victories over other gods and kingdoms. Don't let yourself be fooled to think that your God will save you. This is Hezekiah's next response when he got the letter. Verse 14. And Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. The record continues with Hezekiah giving praise to the Lord for his goodness and power. He recognized that the kingdoms that Sennacherib had defeated were worshiping false gods. They had gods of stone and wood that could not deliver them. Only the God of Israel was the true God. Hezekiah humbled himself by going into the presence of God and praying and giving glory to God. The final line of his prayer is this, Save us from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. God responds by wiping out 145,000 bad guys. And the king, Sennacherib, is killed while worshiping his false god by two of his own sons. It's not good to fight against a righteous king and his people whom God protects. How do you respond to the voice of your attacker? Unfortunately, a lot of times it's a whisper in your own ears and it sounds like your own voice. But don't be fooled. You are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. This is one of the simple verses I use as a weapon against those whispers. We must remember who Christ has made us and that we are victorious. We can put off and turn off the old man and his voice and live as that new creation. Life is always a battle of words. It's our choice whose words we will listen to and allow to take root in our hearts. As we learn to respond with, It is written, as we have learned the promises of God that he has freely given to us in Christ, we will manifest the victory we have in Christ. We are truly in a battle. Again, a battle of words. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against the darkness of this world. We must take the light of God's word within our heart and make it a part of ourselves. Power lies within the truth of God's word, and that word must live in us. Heavenly Father, I pray for your children that have heard this and that it ministers to their hearts and brings them confidence and joy. I pray for all of us to be strong to respond with, It is written. Help us remember your truth this day. Help us walk with conviction that you are forever faithful to fulfill your promises. Help us remember that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I pray for divine appointments for your children, that you would send people in divine circumstances that will remind us all of your love 
and bring your healing and power into our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.